fantasy football off the record bringing you stats to the max with effort providing you analysis advice for the madness prepare your fantasy team with no stress we have time to be asking 10-4 cappy and it won't be the player that you have it's gonna be some jack off like a fullback call campbell with advice you can't handle i'm gonna go ahead and say eli rogers it's a hidden little uh secret there so do not touch What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Off the Record, sponsored by the Power 12. I'm your host, Tom Tobiaski. Unfortunately, my co-host, Carl Campbell, has been fired from this podcast. Yeah, I know what you're thinking. He's probably just being a big bitch. But he's actually defaulted on league payment for the eighth consecutive year. And it's a little upsetting. No, actually, I'm just kidding. I don't know where the hell he's at. Uh, he's either playing with some meat or stuffing some buns. I'm not quite sure which one it is. So, uh, yeah, uh, whatever that is, I, I, I really don't know. But um, as far as what we're going to do here, this might end up being the Carl, uh, the Carl Roast podcast. So just stay tuned for that one. Um, anyways, the fantasy football off the record has returned from a multiple week hiatus. To be completely honest with you, I'm still hungover from the Cubs World Series win. Work has been extremely demanding, and I've got other obligations in my personal life that i got to tend to. So I'm rarely able to do this. Right now, it's 8 o'clock. I've got to be at work by 9. I don't know how I'm going to do this, but let's just do it. Okay, loosely 9 o'clock, whatever. Um, also, for your information, we, we got brand new theme music produced and performed by Titus Rhodes. You can purchase Titus Rhodes' album, Reasons to Conquer the World, right now on iTunes. He's also got a new album coming out before the end of this year with his band, he's also got another solo album dropping early next year. He's got some heat, man, and I'm not just saying that because he produced our spot, um, or he's because he's a Latin assassin, but just because, uh, you know, I know uh, I know about music, damn it. So, here we are, we're entering week 10, and it's been obviously seven weeks since we made one of these, and the season is way past the halfway point, and we've seen a good amount of activity here with the NFL. The success rate of the rookie quarterbacks has been pretty damn good, you know, Prescott and such. Uh, we had an atheist retire earlier this year. We had a douchebag kicker get fired for kicking something other than a football. We had a jackass become voted in as president. And we had a spike in Colin Kaepernick jersey sales. And it's not for what he's done with his arm, but for what he's failed to do with his legs. It's pretty interesting. Uh, and per usual... We'll get things started with our first segment here on the show, which is dedicated to fantasy football in general. The second segment is then we where we, where we dissect the Power 12 fantasy football campaign. So let's get things started. Starting off as we usually do, I'm going to name three individuals I don't think you should start this week. Also known as my DT3s. Don't touch that titty. Obviously, this week is going to go by a little bit faster without Carl being here and his usual Ryan Grigson picks. For those who don't know, Ryan Grigson is the GM of the Colts, and he continuously makes terrible picks, just like Carl. And they both are Highland High School graduates. Ain't that some shit. My first DT3 of the week is the Vikings defense. Obviously, they're ranked first in all ESPN standard scoring leagues. 
but they've only averaged 3.6 fantasy football points the past three weeks. And each of those weeks, they've lost. I think it's safe to say the Vikings go as their defense goes. Yeah, yeah, I understand the Vikings are facing the Washington Redskins. But with two weeks to prepare for this game, I think the Redskins might pull this one off one way or another. I mean, Bradford, who has actually been turnoverless the past two weeks and most of the season except for one game, I believe, um, he's ready to blow that load, man. It's bound to happen. So you can leave... uh, I think he's going to leave his defense in some terrible positions with some costly turnovers in this game. I picked the Vikings to lose this game for their fourth consecutive loss and their defense to score under six points. Second on my DT3 list, the team, the guy that you do not want to start, in my opinion, is Spencer Ware, the running back of the Kansas City Chiefs. Coming off a concussion last week, lead tailback for the Kansas City Chiefs, or it might have been the week before, I'm sorry, but he, he just was cleared from concussion protocol yesterday, I believe. And uh, they're facing off against the Carolina Panthers. Not only do I think Spencer Ware might have some sort of timeshare going on this week with, with uh, Chikandrick West, Chandrick West, but due to the play of the Carolina's second-level defense, predominantly my boy, Luke Keegley, who's uh, up for Defensive Player of the Year, in my opinion, with 80 tackles, I believe. Um, I think our boy Spencer Ware may have minimal touches, maybe around 10. Spencer Ware may not exceed six points this week, in my opinion, and probably won't handle any goal line duties, if the, if any should arise anyway. So in my opinion, Spencer Ware, keep his ass on the bench with Kaepernick. DeMarco Murray is my third pick of the week, and final pick, I should say, of the Tennessee Titans. He's a running back, in case you didn't know who he was. He's also been excellent all year. So why would I say something of this nature? Well, DeMarco Murray and the Tennessee Titans are facing off against the sexually frustrated Green Bay Packers. The Packers, who have a sixth-ranked defense against the running backs, were embarrassed by the Colts last week. You'd be hard-pressed to think the Packers don't take some sort of frustration out on DeMarco Murray. And of course, I do believe the Packers' passing attack is going to be in full effect this week. I foresee the Packers running up the score, and in an attempt to even the chase, Marcus Mariota will air it out, probably the worst thing he could do, and that will limit Murray's touches. This week, DeMarco Murray will score no more than nine points after being, after actually scoring no less than 13 throughout the season. You heard it here first, nine points on fantasy football off the record. So if it happens, I owe, I'm owed a pizza from Domino's. In our second portion here of our fantasy football general section, we're going to take a look, look at some three individuals or teams. Well, I'll just give it away. There are three individuals who I think you should start or even consider picking up off the waiver wire this week. This week's topic will also go by just a tad bit faster without Carl being here to make his usual Donald Trump picks. For those who don't know, Carl, much like Donald Trump, are always against the Browns. My first pick for the individual that you should probably pick up off the waiver wire or start if you have him is Robert Kelly, running back for the Washington Redskins. Now there are two things in life, two things that I do not, I do not trust. One of them being my golf game. The second thing being the Washington Redskins coaching staff. And even with that being said, I really like the usage of rookie running back this week, Robert Kelly. He's had a good game last week. 
As long as he secures the football, I expect more of the same. He's been given somewhat of the confidence from the coaching staff, whatever that means, that he will be uh, all, I guess all the running game will go through him. Yeah, even though it's against the Vikings D, I predict he'll have some short field opportunities, equaling low yardage, more touchdowns in my opinion. For this week, Robert Kelly, I'm going high on 14 points. Our second pick of an individual you may want to start or find on the waiver wire is Corey Coleman, wide receiver of the Cleveland Browns. You might not have even heard of him. You might not even you might not even be sure that the Cleveland Browns have wide receivers, but um, they do. So the Browns super suck, yes. But on his first week back from a broken hand, which was last week, Corey Coleman was eased back into the offense and looked to be pretty good last week. Now this week, they're facing off against the 30th ranked uh, Ravens defense against receivers. Now there aren't many options out there in Cleveland outside of Terrell Pryor, but this could be the serious sleeper of the week. This guy's got some legit speed, so I'm, project- I'm projecting 12 fantasy points this week. So I think he's got one good breakaway for a touchdown and maybe a couple other you know, short passes here and there. So that's actually going to be a pretty guy, a pretty good guy you want to keep an eye out for. If you don't pick him up, stash him if you can now. My third pick of the week is Paul Perkins, running back of the New York Giants. Perkins, who's looking to take over the starting running back role for the disappointing Rashad Jennings. While that hasn't necessarily been uh, factually stated, I think it's only a matter of time until the Giants can locate somebody to fill the spot. And I believe Perkins will be given every opportunity to succeed in Week 10. The Giants face off against the Bengals, who have allowed 17 points to Washington and Cleveland each of the past two weeks. Not to mention the crap they've given up before that is even worse. But those teams suck in running this season, and they've allowed that kind of uh, disbursement. So I'd expect, on a low end of things, 10 fantasy points this week sounds good for Paul Perkins. And going forward, like I said... He may get more bulk of the carry, so he may be a guy you may want to stash now if you don't got crap else left on your left on your bench or you got injuries like myself. For our next segment, we're going through our fantasy football Power 12 campaign, where I will do my best to predict and give you guys, I guess, the outlook on the upcoming matchups this week. Now I'm gonna basically not gonna lie to you guys, I'm winging this whole thing right here but hey well that's kind of what i'm known for starting off the first matchup this week we got tommy punk ass listella who's five and four versus i'm here to see francis who's also five and four um i do not trust tommy punk ass listella's carson palmer even if it's against the san francisco 49ers the guy is a turnover machine um with that being said he does have uh levy and bell who sends who tends to just rip apart defenses no matter even even though he's going against Dallas who's fairly decent he's also got DeAndre Hopkins who isn't has been underperforming all season long and those are probably the three main subject lines I find on Tommy Punk as the Stellas team on the other side of things for I'm here to see Francis we got Zeke Elliott who's been excellent all year in fourth rank rushing running back of the season and Carlos Hyde assuming he's healthy he's been fairly surprising and decent. Greg Olson as a tight end. Um, this is going to be, I think, pretty close. It's going to have a couple surprises, as they usually do. But I would expect that I'm here to see Francis pulls it off 86-79 to 79 
You heard it here first. I'm here to see Francis is going to pull off, not necessarily the upset, but a surprising win. Next matchup we have is Leader Okola, who's 3-6. and six. I'm not sure what that even means. Versus Brown Lives Matter, who's 8-1. and one. Now let me, be the, uh, let me reiterate here. Brown Lives Matter. This guy, I predicted Roman Ascoin to take it, take it all this year. And I predicted him to have a great season. And this is before we even knew what he was capable of and right after the draft. I mean, I, I deserve some sort of kudos or some sort of credit for this guy's performance. I mean, gosh damn. Anyways, I don't even think this is even worth looking at because this looks like shit. Off the bat, literal Cole starting Blake Bortles, Chris Ivory, and Jarek McKinnon. He must be on bye week hell because this looks like hell. Odell, Beck- Odell Beckham Jr. might be his only bright spot, but I'm not quite sure the way he's had ups and downs with Eli Manning. On the other side of things, Marcus Mariota is starting to get a little hot to some degree. And Christian Michael has, has been good, decent. Mike Evans is on fire, assuming he uh, doesn't have any more concussion issues. And Antonio Brown has been excellent. Not just his dance moves. So I predict Brown Lives Matter to take this one and continue on his role as he'll be 9-1. The score? I'm thinking he's my hit Hunter Club. I'm thinking 102 to 65. This could be almost a 40-point blowout. I'm sorry, Lito Cola, but your team looks like shit. Our third matchup of the week is Hondo Kelrissian, who's 3-6, versus La Bamba, who's 5-4. So this week we'll see uh, how Hondo Kelrissian's Cam Newton going head-to-head against La Bamba's Phillip Rivers. Phillip Rivers has had a better season overall, and I think he'll win this matchup as well. Um, Hondo Kelrissian has taken the chance of gambling with the Cam Newton-Calvin Benjamin combination which has not panned out in ways that he expected, or I believe since week two, which I believe it did look like a good gamble. Not so much right now. He's also got Jimmy Graham, who has panned out to be the second top-ranked tight end in the game. And and the only thing is, he has these really big blow-up weeks, and he has these other weeks where he doesn't do much. He just had a blow-up week last week. He's got New England this week. I expect him to be neutralized heavily this week. Labamba, on the other hand of things, he's got DeMarco, who I think will be neutralized, but he's also got Melvin Gordon. So he's got a great running back core there. He's also got Des Bryant, who is basically waiting on Romo to come back because he ain't doing shit with Prescott. And he's got, tra- he's got catching up with Travis Kelsey here uh, to drown up the bout. Ah, this thing could be the most boring matchup of the week. I'm predicting Labamba to win this for his third consecutive win and Hondo Calrissian to lose his fourth consecutive loss. With that being said, I think the score is going to be a fairly low scoring affair. I'm thinking around the, let's go with 76 for La Bamba and 72 for Hondo Calrissian. A close one, a close one, but a low scoring baseball score if you would. Our next matchup of the week, I believe the fourth one, is Golf Galaxy Whore, who's six and three. Not sure how that is, and versus the Gypsy Queen, who's four and five. Um, this is going to be a tough week for the Golf Galaxy Whore, whose entire team is on by, and that's what happens when you gamble with the Colts and the Oakland Raiders. I don't know what the hell um, 
Golf Galaxy is going to do, but he better jump on that waiver wire quick because he's got Victor Cruz, who's probably not going to play, and Edelman, who's still questionable as well. So he's literally got three players that can play. And that's one of those is a kicker, who's Robbie Gold, who didn't even have a job three weeks ago. That's crazy. On the other side of things, Drew Brees is at home versus Denver, and they always play good at home. And he's been the second top-ranked quarterback this season. I don't care if they're playing against Denver, who seemed to have lost a step recently. I mean, Carr tore him up, so I don't see why Drew Brees wouldn't. So I assume he's going to go off, do well. Jay Ajaye has been a, a good surprise for the Gypsy Queen. And of course, Julio Jones, the uh, I guess the only Mexican in the NFL who's not Mexican, has been excellent. And he will continue to be so, I believe, for the rest of the year. With that being said, the Gypsy Queen should roll out this one fairly easily. 80 to 61. Our fifth matchup of the week is the George Lopez show versus who's I'm sorry, George Lopez show who's five and four versus shitting on the grass, who's three and six. This looks like shitting on the grass. Matt Ryan, uh, who leads up George Lopez's team, who was actually dropped, I believe, after the second week by Hondo Kelrissian, was probably the Boneheaded move of the year. Drop Matt Ryan second week, who is the top-ranked quarterback right now in all fantasy. By quite a bit as well. So anyways, George Lopez show has Matt Ryan. No doubt he's starting him. The rest of his team looks like terrible crap, though. Uh, with Matt headed up by Matt Asiata and Bilal Powell. Um, there isn't much else to go around. Emmanuel Sanders has not been good under Trevin, Trevor Simi, uh a seaman, so that's pretty bad. And Colby Fleener is not doing much in New Orleans, but he may get some opportunities today. Who knows? Um, on the other side of things, Aaron Rodgers, like I said, for shitting on the grass, I predict Aaron Rodgers is going to light this game up against Tennessee, even against uh, Tennessee's fairly decent defense. Uh, Devontae Freeman and Matt Forte, who has who tends to blow up and then go quiet. Um, I'm thinking he could have a blow-up day against the Rams. And so my prediction of this matchup, I'm going with shitting on the grass. 82 to George Lopez's 65. Yeah, how you like those numbers, huh? And our four, I'm sorry, our sixth and final matchup of the week is Nosu for you, who's two and seven, versus Ass Warship, who's five and four. This week, of course, Nosu for you seems to be hindered by some bye week by Ty T. Y. Hilton, sorry, Ty, and Golden Tate and Dwayne Allen. He's of course invested in the Indianapolis Colts like much of us have to a fault. But he's also got Rapist Burger running through the as his quarterback. And he doesn't go much higher than Jordy Nelson, who has been a boomer bust as well, or more or less just a touchdown machine as, as for, and not really getting much yardage. On the other side of things, Ass Worship is, is banking on his boy Brady, who's going against Seattle, which I'm sure Brady's going to get his there. David Johnson, who's been excellent, except for one game this year, going against San Francisco. And we'll see what Larry Fitzgerald can do. A.J. Green is always still in the mix against the Giants, and he's been excellent. For this week, I don't think it's much of even a, a debate here. But I think Ass Worship tears this one up. 98 to 55. 
Ass Worship defeats No Suit for you. And ladies and gentlemen, that is the last matchup of the week. As you can tell, as you can hear, I winged that whole bad boy because I really didn't have much of a choice. I've got to get in the shower. I got to take a shit. Not in that order, of course. And I've got to get to work. So I appreciate everybody tuning in this week. We're going to keep bringing these. Even if I got to do them at 6 or 7 in the morning, we're going to keep them coming. Fantasy Football Off the Record, sponsored by the Power 12. We'll see you guys next week. Make sure you give us uh, a thumbs up. Make sure you vote for us on iTunes. Let's get us ranking a little higher. Maybe next week we'll be back with Carl or maybe a special guest. We got to bring some fresh blood in here. So I hope you guys enjoy the week. Have a good day. Thursday night football is tonight if you even care to watch. Either way, Sunday should be pretty decent. Have a good night. Peace out. Say Eli Rogers. It's a hidden little uh, secret there, so do not talk.